You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Kerosene would always just time the beans, you know, and just be like, hey, this means should be ready by now. It should be ready. And because we didn't see the big picture, you know, that the beans were supposed to take longer than, you know, we wanted it to, to be better and to be softer. Amen. I hope that analogy helps. Some of us are sometimes impatient and in a hurry. And eventually we do it our own way and we realize that God had something better in mind. Um, I like that song that talks about and the pressing and the shaking. You are making new wine. Amen. And Pierre talk, talked about how art is a reflection and a reflection and an expression of the creator. You know, you're a work of art. Uh, there's that stuff on social media that says, I am beauty. So we're just going to do it together. If you don't, I'm not like the typical preacher, so just forgive me. Let's say it together, I am beauty. I am a speck. Uh, you know how we say, we, we chant it when we are alone now. Shola, uh, I am beauty. I am a speck. I drip glory. Yeah? I'm not going to say the rest because we are supposed to love our enemies. Yeah, you know. But it's basically saying that we were created in God's image. So we are perfect like him. You know, and nowadays, you know, people try to conform to what social media is saying, what the media is saying, what influencers are saying. God should be your only influencer. So, but today we're going to talk about a topic called a master at work. And it's just a follow-up to what Pierre kind of talked about last week, about the fact that God is constantly working. And when the master is at work, you know, all you can do is just marvel. At first, it doesn't make sense. But because you trust the master, right, is an expert, is an expert in doing good things. Amen. And so you just watch him work. Amen. Do you understand? And so while I was preparing for today's evening service, because this is a chilled service, I wanted to do something, you know. Um, when I was learning to play the keyboard, I learned to play the keyboard by ear, by the way. You know, I really never got like a teacher to teach me. And I remember I was in secondary school. And the first thing I learned to play, should I play it for you? Okay, should I, should I? Okay, let's do it. Super, should I? Okay, just time me. All right, so the first thing I learned to play, I went to a friend's house and I saw the keyboard and I was like, oh, you know, I think this looks really nice. And so I started to play the different notes just to, and it didn't make sense. And then the first musical composition I ever did, honestly, by trying it so many times and by ear, what was pleasant to hear was this. I can never forget. It might sound basic to you, but for a young boy like myself, it was gold. Grammy performing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, sir. So let me show you. Why is he reducing it? Hey, doesn't believe in my ministry. Okay, I will increase it from here.
was basic, but it was structured. Now, let me show you what second practice, third practice, fourth practice will do with those basic notes. With the same basic notes. What's my point? Um, it's important to understand God's creative power. It's very important to understand how God works, right? Um, someone will see those basic stuff and feel like, oh, you know, this guy is just ordinary. But by the time you're patient enough to see or go through the process, you, you can, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Amen. God doesn't only paint pictures, he also writes scripts and composes music. Um, an observation of God at work is an invitation to see how we are also meant to operate and live. We're meant to live from a place of nothing is impossible. We're meant to live from a place of I can create anything. If I can imagine it, you know, there's that, I don't know if it's an ad, but that talks about if you can think it, you can do it. It's scriptures. Now the Bible says that if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in our hearts, we shall have whatever we say, right? Amen. Um, we are creative beings because our father is a creator. Amen. You know, I saw something online about how if you are short, there's a scientific way to make you tall. I don't know how true that is. But you are short for a reason. You are short for a reason. There are some people when they are chasing them, it's the short people that will escape faster. These tall ones will become targets. If you are tall here, you have your advantage too. But you were created perfect. You know, I watched something else, and, 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 and I'm just going to walk, run through it. I watched something else about how much fat, the process of the, is it the Botox and all of that stuff, uh, how they'll remove, extract fat from somewhere and put it somewhere else. And we are constantly trying to um, redefine how we are, how, uh, how we feel based on what some magazine says based on what some social media influencer says. But you are a work of art. Can you tell yourself you are a work of art? Why not watch the master work in your life? A lot of times we are too impatient. You know, I watch um, how music is created and it's beautiful. How they start from like the notes on the piano or maybe the strings and then there's like this other climax where they add like guitars and they add like um, cello, I mean, it's still part of the string instrument, and they add like bells, they add um, the bass, all the different elements. By the time they come together, it becomes beautiful. But it's a process. Amen? Are we making sense? Are we making sense? God wants to reveal who He is to us. Amen? God wants to reveal who you are to you by showing you that you bear his image you have his dna see god is expressed in our creativity amen do you believe that have you ever seen 
the airplane and just be like, this can only be a God idea. Has any ever, have you, have you ever thought about it that way? Have you ever um, thought about how um, whoever created the internet, I really don't know. I've never even asked, but I use it every day. It takes a lot. Even Facebook, as basic as you think it is, it's a lot of coding, it's a lot of thinking, processing. The creator of that brain that processes is God. Amen. 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 God wants to reveal who he is, his awesomeness through you. You know, in the morning service, Demiladi was talking about the fact that a lot of times, because when we were born, we were born with so much, sort of like a blank slate. Have you ever seen a child just say, I want to be a doctor tomorrow? I said, let me list, let me, because this is the evening service, I'm just going to go around. Is that okay? I've been vaccinated, by the way, so it's safe. But just in case you're not sure, you can still put your face mask on. So I'll just randomly ask you what you wanted to be growing up. My kind sir. I wanted to be an astronaut. And the other thing, is always more than one. Astronaut. Oh, it was always astronaut. Oh, wow. Amazing. What changed? Life. <laughs> you see, let me ask somebody else. Shola? Same thing. Same thing, an astronaut. Tony, what did you want to be? A teacher. What changed? You needed more money. <laughs> what did you want to be? A fashion designer. So what changed? Please tell me that's what you're doing. No. What are you doing? I work in finance. See, money, chasing the money. What did you want to be? Don't look away. Oh, wow. A lawyer. And what are you doing now? Finance, you see, chasing the money. Um, what's my point? My point is, when we were growing, let me tell you what, I wanted to be several things. And I was hoping someone would tell me, oh, I wanted to be this at some point. I wanted to be that at some point. Did anybody have like four or five professions? Okay, please, sir. Just tell us. I wanted to be a psychologist, an engineer, an artist, an actor, <laughs> and a doctor. Imagine, only you, sir. You know, let me tell you what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a pilot because I loved the uniform. I wanted to be a pilot. And the way they used to dress was just amazing. At some point, I wanted to be a poet because it just felt very cool, you know cozy, different, no stress, no money sometimes, you know, you know, and then what else? I wanted to be an engineer. I actually got, you know, the opportunity to study engineering, you know, what else? I wanted to be an engineer because my parents felt like, you know how they were just like maybe three professions that were relevant, at least to your parents, engineer, doctor, lawyer, like, if you say you are a social media influencer, <laughs> that's poverty, <laughs> at least to them. You know, I wanted to be several things. And guess what? That's how God wants us to live our lives, that nothing is impossible. We didn't think of, oh, it would take me maybe eight years to develop my skills as a pilot, and that might be tough. We just thought about it, we liked it, and we wanted to do it. That's how God designed us. But then life happened. So first you tell your mom that, ah, mom, I want to be a fashion designer, for instance. And then your mom say, 
Ah, you want to be a tailor? Ha! Hey, you want to be sewing up and down? Is that what I spent money on? Took you know, paid your school fees and did all of that stuff. You know, you want to be a poet. So of all the professions, you just want to be poor. <laughs> that's, that's always the. You know, when I even told my mom that, oh, I think I, I have a strong lead into, you know, going to ministry, do music. My mom was so furious. She was like, have they sacked you at work? Are you not doing well enough? Because I was working somewhere else, you know. And right after NYC, I was retained. It was a good job. And to tell my mom that I'm passionate about this stuff and this is what I want to do. There was a whole family meeting. We talked with the pastor. You know, I think he's not praying enough. This might be the enemy. All of those things, you know. Uh, and, I, and it's from a place of love, I assure you. But what's my point? My point is, God expects us to dream big and not let what social media says limit us and not let what uh, the world says. You know how the world says, you know, at some point, the world used to say that women couldn't do some stuff and women proved them wrong, right? You know how, imagine if some women didn't decide to say, I'm created in God's image. I'm not going to listen to what society is saying. I can do this, right? Um, imagine how many times they must have told um, the Wright brothers that they were stupid. Man cannot fly. So what's my point? My point is, who are we listening to? Are you listening to God? Or are you listening to social media? Are you listening to Easter blog? Yeah, nobody wants to laugh now, so they don't give away the fact that they are always looking at Easter blog. How many of us know what Easter blog is? Okay, thank you for your honesty. Amen. So, man has the desire and power to create encoded within its DNA. God created the universe. You can see in Genesis from chapter, let me just read through it. You know where? Just want to get it so that I don't miss any part of it. Okay, so you see that from verse 2, it says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Verse 3 says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. See, we are created in his image. We are supposed to call things into existence and begin to um, create things, put things in place. Amen? And a lot of people are jackpying now. You know, how about you create a system that works? Yes. Even if you jack back, but still from where you are, just so it's balanced, because some people will just come for you. But how about saying that, you know, when I was young, when I was young, from my mom used to tell me then that um, when I was coming from the hospital, they just gave birth to me. I was coming from the hospital, they were driving me from the hospital home, and 
ironically or not ironically but a policeman stopped my my parents and looked into the car and saw a baby boy very handsome you know very cute full of the spirit and said ah now president be that now president be that now president be that and so growing up my mom would always tell me ah you're going to be president one day you know <laughs> you know the policeman saw you and said it i believed it i was in primary school i wanted to be president of something you know secondary school i wanted to lead something and you know what you call reality.com started to set in and there was no urge to do any of that stuff you know um what's my point god expects us to step out and create because he creates and this is creating a good home this is creating a conducive env- environment for your employees if you lead you know a company this is creating change you know you're creating something when you refuse you know my friend Caleb hates it when i press the horn and i'm learning so we are refusing to create noise pollution we are creating a noiseless environment one horn that is not being pressed at a time so on your way to work tomorrow angrily just wave at the guy don't press the on too much amen amen so we've been created to create it's reflected in it's in, encoded in our dna because we are uh, created in god's image so it's one of the attributes of being us amen so let me read Ecclesiastes 3.11, so it's not like I'm just uh, giving a TED talk. He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp what God has done, his overall plan from the beginning to the end God's plan for us is beyond what we can ever imagine it's divine and it cannot be limited by the human mind it cannot be limited by society you know amen amen so can you tell your neighbor step out and dream step out and create step out and create so what can we learn from god being at work if you see through creation you see that god is a god of order right on the first day he did this on the second day he did this on the third day he did this can we read genesis genesis chapter 1 from verse 2 genesis chapter 1 from verse 2 can we have it on the screen so it says from you know, verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The next verse, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Next verse, And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Next verse, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. See, you know, if you have your desk, desktop, and everything is unnamed and scattered, this is for you. Be like God. God called, this is for me too. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Second, then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Next verse, thus 
God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament. I feel like, and this might just be me, the fact that it says, and God said, and then he acted, was there was a thought process and then there was action. Amen? Does that make sense? You know, that's how God creates. We can see that God is a God of order. God didn't just say, ah, I don't think, let's just do light. Light, come. You know, I know, no, no, let's change it. Let's start with darkness. Or let's create man. No, let's create the animals and then create man. It wasn't a guesswork. There was order, there was structure. So we can learn from God's creation or creative process that there's structure. Let me give you an example. In terms of like um, filmmaking, because I'm, you know, taking interest in filmmaking and learning a lot about it. Not that I want to be an actor of any sort. It's just so I don't disappoint some people. Um, I know socialize is going to take me up on that. I don't want to be an actor. Um, but there's always like a storyboard, right? Is there, any, is there any filmmaker in the house? Any filmmaker? Is that BBJ? Hi, are you a filmmaker? Okay, creative arts. There's always like a storyboard and it's basically a picture of what the movie is going to look like, right? Um, the different elements, you know, the, yeah, yeah, Caleb, this is your field now, right? I'm, I'm on track. You know, there's always like, just so you have like a picture of what to expect. And then it's easier for you to then start to put things in play. Even if you shoot like scene 50 before scene 2, because there's a storyboard, you know where everything would eventually fit into, right? Amen. Um, one of the greatest motivators for artistic expression is trying to create order where there's chaos. Um, in a chaotic Lagos, can you find artistic expression? Can you choose to thrive in the midst of the chaos? October 1st was a very, very eye-opening Independence Day celebration for me. But the honest truth is there are people creating pay stack out of Nigeria that barely has constant power, right? There are people, yes, yes, you can clap. There, there are people creating deep stuff here. Yeah? Thank you. I hired him. You know, there are people creating stuff. There, there are people creating music. There are people creating film. You know, um, my friend you know, attends this church. A couple of them worked on a short film that has been selected and they, they created this movie from so much stretching because they didn't really have all the resources. Imagine you renting a generator for the entire day that cost you about 200K. That's already something you can use for something else. You know, but the amazing thing is their movie has been, it's a short film, their movie has been selected in like three or four festivals outside of Nigeria internationally. People are creating in spite of the chaos. Your artistic, um, your creativity is won't express better in the midst of the chaos. You, you, you don't believe that? Your artistic, your creativity is expressed more better in the midst of the chaos. Art brings other where people see disorder. You know, sometimes P. I talked about this last week, and you know, he talked about the fact that because I know where I'm going to be, you know, in the future, 
you know, standing with the president, not our president, standing with <laughs> president of the US, you know, Australia, even Ghana, you know. <laughs> he would not listen to this message. But I love him. I love him. I have no choice. I have to love him. Um, and then, you know, you'll be in circles where you need to discuss art, you discuss, you know, music, and it's not whiskey, it's not conto uh, or contemporary, it's classical music, Mozart, you know, all of that. So I'm starting to learn. You see, you know what they say about your, a prophet not being honored? Yeah, because she's my neighbor. I listen to class, I, jazz, you know, jazz, you know, Kenny G, um, who else is there? Yeah, not King Cole, sir? Yeah, Ella Fitzgerald, you see, those are my people. Yeah, my people, you know, so I'm trying to learn about art too, so even if I don't understand what the guy is painting, I can just be like, oh, I can see that, you know, the contrast of that, the blue against the red, it, uh, yeah, yeah. I see this, um, you're trying to be mysterious, yeah? Oh, I see, oh no. Mm, mm, mm. I see that, that depth, that depth of red just shows anger. You feel me? Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. You know, but the honest thing is, for some of us, realistically, we just see disorder. But color blocking, it's a thing. You know, sometimes when I look at social media, I just don't understand. And people pay millions for that disorder or that chaos because it's... I hope it makes sense. Amen. So whatever feels like chaos, you can create art from it. Whatever feels chaotic in your life, you know that the best storytellers are the ones who have experienced the story themselves. Yeah, so maybe God is taking you to, through this process because he wants you to share the story better. Amen. Amen. Um, amen. I, I'm just going to run along because um, I need to be done very soon. Um, God sets up forms and then fills them. Uh, the Bible says that, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So the honest truth is, because we know what's on our inside, the fact that God fills us up, we can do the impossible. Amen. So a lot of times when you're going through the motions and you're feeling stressed out and you're feeling tired, guess what? You cannot do it by yourself. There's an infilling the helping of the Holy Spirit that makes things easy. I'll share from personal experience. Trust me, when I write some of the songs that have become, you know, great, great, what you call hit in my industry, it was from either a dream or spontaneously singing it in church. I remember when I sang um, Satisfied. It was from a prayer meeting in the tent. Then we used to meet before COVID. We used to meet in the prayer tent and we were just praying, 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 you know. And I just heard the words in, immediately and I ran out, recorded a voice note. I'm sure I still have the voice note. The exact same words, the exact same um, progression and it became a song. God 
helps us with creativity. It makes it easy. There's always just that spark. Right, Caleb? Have you ever been like lacking creativity and you just pray in tongues for an hour? Something will come. Rather than trying to figure it out by yourself, trying to figure, oh, you know, if you're a scientist, A plus B, this, 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 oh, we mix this in, this is, and you're confused. Have you tried asking God about it? Sometimes the only time we remember God is when we are broke or when we want enemies to die. What about the creator of the universe giving you ideas that you cannot think about? That's the master at work. Amen? And I say something all the time. I said, the best way to find directions to a place is to ask the architect or the creator. Has anyone wondered why? um, Or have you tried playing the creator of a game? And you think you'll win? Have you ever thought about that? I'll just... Is there anybody here who feels like they will win the creator of a game? You will? Ah. Eh. 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 How, sir? Sir? The creator of the game. What was the person? Eh. I'm shocked, though. Because I would expect that the creator of the game will have like shortcuts and embedded codes that will be for only him or her. Maybe it's just publicity stunt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask you later on. And the, you know, the person who you know, created the game will just be like, ah, really? Amen. For example, my music, when I'm creating my music, there are some things that will be there deliberately to just show that it's my own. It's the same thing for people like Mr. Easy. It's your boy, Easy. No one can do a cover of that song that way, right? Right? Oh, you, I don't, you don't listen to Mr. Easy, only Don Moen. Sorry? We look at, we are brothers, we go way back. Sorry, this is being recorded. We don't go way back. We don't go way back. Let me just be clear. Hmm. I'm not trying to farms. I just, but, you know, he's a great musician. My point is, there are things that are unique to you as you create that it's just unique to you. There's a way Michelangelo will paint that's different from the way someone else will paint, the way Tumbi will paint. This is clear. You know, they were talking about the fact that, oh, if Falabi does a painting, how much will you sell? Last week, I was talking about that. And nobody remembered to ask if, like, yeah, someone said 1,500, which was demeaning, you know, but I take it as, you know, God gives grace to the humble. I'll stay humble. Amen. You know, but nobody stopped to ask that, oh, even this. Samuel Tumbi's painting that we can all see. How much will they go for? You know, 500, maybe 250 if you back in well. Amen. I, I hope in the midst of the fun we are, we are getting something. Amen. God is seen and heard and felt. His creative expressions appeal to our minds through our senses. Amen. 
Amen. God erases, I like this one. God erases, God corrects, God prunes. And a perfect example is, you remember I talked about learning about film, editing and all, and how you can take several clips. You take several clips, and when you put it on the timeline, it's just chaos. <laughs> you don't know which one is which. But there's always a master. Right? There's always a master. And then you can then begin to arrange and you cut out some things. As a matter of fact, because, you know, it's, it's not the latest mark, because some people would argue with you that it doesn't really apply. But for this one, it applies. Amen. If you use a 2021 MacBook like Shola, don't be angry. When you put everything on the timeline on Premiere Pro, your system starts to hang and drag. Has anybody experienced that? Clearly, I'm the only one who's... But, oh, well, it starts to hang and it drags. But guess what? As you begin to cut out some footage that you don't need, as you begin to edit it, as you begin to add things, as you begin to cut out things, cut out things, arrange stuff, it frees it up, then it begins to flow. Then it begins to flow. And then the end result is beautiful. That's God at work. God prunes. God takes out stuff. So the fact that God took out that boyfriend from your life is because he's working a piece of art. Amen? Caleb, that lady that walked out on you, God is able. He's creating a piece. I don't know if anybody walked out on him. Just so, because someone might send him a text message and just be like, hey, yeah. I'm sorry about it. Nothing happened. This is a story. Amen. I'm making it up. Jeremiah 18.2 says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Verse 3 says, Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Amen. So verse 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Can God take some things out? Can God reshape you? You know, sometimes when the when when you're making um, something amazing, there needs to be pressure added, right? I I saw something online about how God, why are you taking me through this storm? And then God's response is because your enemies can't swim. Yeah, that's amazing. So you're busy complaining, God, why, why am I in Nigeria? Why am I, why, why was I born here? I could have been somewhere else. Trust me, I've been to some other countries, they're oblivious. You know, they don't, it's amazing how you see someone think the way they do and you just be like, ah, yeah, really? You know, being born a Nigerian, and I haven't lived here for a while. There are some things that can never happen to me. Like them selling me airports for 850 billion. For where? How? How now? There's some things. Like we are, 
the resistance we have to mosquitoes is just amazing. They flee when they see us. Yeah. They flee because having gone to a boarding school without mosquito net, your blood is, is dry. Yeah. When they come, you don't be like, our ancestors, we feel our ancestors on your body. Carry on. Huh? Amen. So everything, the Bible says, for I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Everything adds up for your good. That's the master at work. So if he's taking some things out, if he's putting some things in, if he's pruning, if he's replacing something, it's because he's making a piece of art. That's cool. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm just going to, you know, run through. I think I have a minute left. Um, God invests his joy and delight in what he creates. God enjoys watching his creation. God, I'm sure, was having fun while he was creating you and I. Amen. Amen. And that's why he's excited when he sees you walking according to his will. When he sees you listening to him, obeying him. Amen? Amen. Are we going too fast? Are we going too slow? Are we getting something out of this? Amen. Can I get a yeah, yeah, yeah? Okay, cool. Cool. All right. So I'm just going to jump to the last one and then we'll pray. Um, I think we should probably ask questions if there are any. Uh, and then we'll just pray um, for about five minutes and we'll wrap up. Uh, this last one is the fact that God pays attention to detail. I love this one so much. You know, a lot of people have asked me why I am short. I am short for a reason. It's to escape from my enemies. Yes. I am short for a reason because I can fit into any car. Yes. I am short for a reason because I can hide. See, I can hide under this place. But this, my brother, might not feel comfortable. Amen? Amen. And we're just generally intelligent, short people. I know. But God pays attention to... Why are you laughing? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Ha! Remy, you're short. You're all laughing. So... I'm trying to figure it out. Why are you laughing at yourself? I don't, I don't get it. But my point is, we've been created specifically with intention. God was intentional about creating you. If you are dark, embrace it. You don't need a lot of sunscreen. And if you are not dark and you need a lot of sunscreen, maybe God is helping you to bless the people who make sunscreen. Amen. But we've been created with so much detail. Never for a second think that what God has deposited inside you is irrelevant. It is not. There's intentionality in God's creation. You can see, you know, when you're flying and you look at the clouds, you can just see how they are formed in such a beautiful way. The trees, you know, I'm a plant dad, by the way. Some of my plants have died, but some have survived. And I'm getting better at it. So when my plants die, I just replace it. I'm the same one. So I assume it's the same like, because I named them. So I assume that it's still Kevin that is growing. <laughs> Amen. 
you know. And now I just have like snake plants because they don't die easy. You know, their life is simple. Kind of reminds you of kids. Like our baby here. Very easygoing and gentle. Amen. Okay. <laughs> you know, but what's my point? There is intentionality in creation. There's intentionality in creation. God, sometimes you have to prune, you know, cut out some leaves, but it's still beautiful. When you look at some of God's creation, you just marvel and just be like, only God can do this. And we are the, you know, like P.I. said last week, we are like the masterpiece. You know how the, the artist saves the best for last? Yeah. We are the masterpiece. Our brain is a work of art. Yeah. We created in an amazing way. So never for a second feel like you're not worthy. Never for a second feel like you, you're not deserving of love. Never for a second feel like you, um, you are second best or under, I mean, what's, what's the word for it? You know, that you, you don't amount to anything. Because God already paid the biggest sacrifice to prove your what on the cross. Amen? Amen. 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 So, I've come to the end of this. Praise God. Amen. So, do we have any questions? Um, I know that the exchange is always a platform to kind of discuss and share about how uh, money is your money, your money is my money. I heard that from one of the sermons. You know. um, do you have questions or we just want to add or you feel like what I said was total crap and you just want to educate people some more. Amen. Yes, please. So you said about thank you. you said about thank you for that by the way. Thank you. Um you said about God removing and God adding to your life at times. So I think my question would be how would you know that it's God removing something from your life and it's not you being careless or reckless or it's God adding to your life and it's not you being too forward? Okay, so I feel once you are, um, it's one thing for you to walk according to God's will, and it's another thing. So I am saying this from a place of you walking, being obedient. You know, in your obedience, sometimes God might not give you what you want. So, for example, Joseph was walking in alignment with God's will, he loved God, he was obedient to God, but God took him through processes that didn't seem cool because there was actually a grand picture. I feel like in the process of Joseph being sold into slavery, sorry? Sorry? Okay. You know, Joseph being sold into slavery, you know, obviously it would have been like, ah, I have a coat of many colors or whatever. I am supposed to be a superstar. What's going on here? But it was building character. You know, there was pruning going on, right? Um, when he moved on to Potiphar's house, there was yet another test. And guess what? He honored God according to God's will, right? But what happened? He felt like God didn't send him. 
And then from fry pan, like you'd always say in Lagos, from fry, because I assume some people being in Australia listening to this, you know, vision, vision. You know, from Potiphar's house into jail. But guess what? That's one thing that blows my mind every time. The fact that Joseph was still in, the, in his lowest state, but considering others, that's mind-blowing. Joseph was in his lowest state, but guess what? He was interpreting the dream for the baker and for the other dude. And yeah. That's mind-blowing. Guess what? He had built character from all those different stages. And so when he was prime minister, it was easy for him to forgive his brothers. Sometimes we read through that scripture and we just breeze through it. Power is intoxicating. Wait till you become class prefect. Yeah. When you write the names of noisemakers, you write it with pride. You know, she offended me yesterday. She asked this person for barrel. She was making noise. Put the person's name. So does that answer the question? Yeah, perfect. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Good evening, sir. Um, while you're preaching, you said uh, we are all masterpiece, that God did not create anybody empty. How do we explain the case of those who are born deformed? Like the mm. case of the guy at the beautiful garden, which uh, Peter and his uh, partner said, uh, uh, how did he say it? Silver or good, I have none, but what I have in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ of Hamho. Yeah. So, so many teachers, you know, in the church have like, oh, the guy was created for that particular purpose. And the same case with, the, uh, with that guy that uh, is lame, he couldn't move, they take him to, uh, a, I mean, uh, I think a side of a river, and always complain that there's no one to help him. Mm. And so many preachers, you know, televangelists said that he was created for that purpose. You can imagine what the parent went through raising such kind mm-hmm. of people. And there's no other thing. They themselves think like, oh, we have to use you to be getting harm to, for your upkeep. Mm-hmm. Look around us today. We have so many people who are deformed. Even one is only one hand. Having one hand, I don't know what it means. Or I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine what uh, the psychological uh, impact it may make to them, yes, to people, you understand me. You yeah. see them on the street begging. How do you explain that, you know, with uh, the message you're giving us today? Yeah. We know God is a perfect God. He did all these things and all that. But those people who are born deformed, mm-hmm. so many of them die without achieving their purpose in life. Yeah. So how do you explain that, please? Okay, so, Remy, shall I, shall I want to answer it? That's a very, that's one question that everyone, especially up-and-coming people like us, try to avoid. Um, but... You want to try, sir? Okay, so let me just create like a foundation for it and then it's going to... Thank you for saving me. Um, But, you know, just to clarify, those of us who stand here and either speak up... Yes. Hey. I'm just joking. Please go ahead, sir. Please. I saw an article about an African-American... I think she was named the first uh, African-American to achieve one um, 
<laughs> no, it's not Grammy, but uh, won an award like that. She's born blind and deaf. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has. So, seen I mean, that. you've basically. And, and, and she graduated from Harvard University. So, I was wondering, a lot was just going on in my mind. How was that person able to like tap in? Like, uh, most people always say that, oh, people who, 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 who doesn't have sight, you know, there are things that, that, that you know, uh, they assess as a result, uh, like, what we, we have that we don't know how to assess. Those people, I mean, don't, we that have the high sight yeah. that we couldn't do, those who have sight, they know what, I mean, there's a way that they would just know it is a particular person by hearing, yeah. Yeah. Only footsteps and all that can tell this is the, this person, this is this person, this is this person. Yeah. So like the African-American person, I just can yeah. imagine closing your eye and... Okay, so... How, how, I mean, who taught her? How... I mean, that, what, that what makes sense. Went on? I think... She um, went up to at the extent of achieving a PhD in a career of study. Yeah. I think um, just because I'm trying to also make sure we don't... Um, the last time I preached, I was boasting about the fact that we finished at 8 and 6 30 on the dot. So, my reputation, I'm just checking, you know. Uh, but I, I um, first of all, a lot of us who are come here, we still have some questions that, need, that we need answers to. Um, but I've asked this question so many times, even to God, to say, you know, why and why is this happening? But you've also answered a bit of the question, the fact that somebody who is also blind or, you know, someone like Stevie Wonder is one of the very best musicians in the world. And then you see somebody else who is also blind and be like, I am helpless or there's nothing I can do. Some of these things are as a result of human error. And the best thing I can think of right now, I don't know if it suffices, I don't know, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, amen. And then consult my pastor some more. But I'm reminded of that passage of scripture where the story between Jesus and Lazarus, where the Bible says that this sickness, Jesus says, this sickness is not unto death, but that God be glorified. There are some, there's this guy, the Nick guy, you know, who is one of the most disabled people you can think of and we've seen how much impact he has made in the world and the fact that he never allowed that to limit him he can swim he can practically do everything you know um and in that he glorifies jesus you know the fact that god will use um i like that song writer's song it says that he uses broken people you know, to do amazing things. So we are all deformed in one way or the other. We are all disabled in one way or the other. Some of us is anger issues. Some of us is impatience. Some of us, it might be physical. But God delights in using broken people. And sometimes it's a function of our minds being limited. Um, some of us, it's, some of us have been handicapped because of what they said to us growing up. Or maybe the school you went to, um, you know, or maybe where you grew up, um, or what your dad did growing up, or what your mom did, what your dad said, what your mom said, what your friends did growing up, and that has handicapped you, and you 
felt limited. It's the same thing in my own understanding, but I'll allow you to shed more light on it. I'm just going to pass it away. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, when you said um, that what was the purpose of them being born? Um, let me speak from experience, something that um, happened to me in July. Um, <clears throat> we found out at the ending of June, my wife and I found out that um, we were going to have a baby. And even before then, God had already told us that you are going to have a son. You are going to name the son this. Tell us things about the baby that is coming. And we find out we're having a baby and two weeks later the baby dies. At one month, the baby is dead. And um, so I start questioning God that is it did you not say is this not going to happen wasn't it you that was speaking to us I've not gotten to the ending of that yet but in that time I can say that my work with God has gotten is different my work with God is different because in that period God showed himself to me in a new way right now, I'm saying that story isn't over because I still believe that it's God that spoke to me and is still saying that that baby is coming. But in that time, even though the baby hasn't been born yet and it could be argued that what was the purpose of the baby's life, to me, because of that miscarriage, my relationship with God changed. So if you could... Um, you could look at these people and say, ah, oh, they are so disadvantaged and all that. But then, they are touching the hearts of people in one way or the other. You could be going to work one day and you could be in a bad mood and you see this person that is so disadvantaged, that is so in need of something and you are so angry. Before you got to him, you were so angry. Well, it has happened to me. I was upset about something and I just saw this guy and I was moved by compassion to do something. You know in the Bible when um, Jesus is going around doing stuff and then he sees someone and he's moved by compassion to act. Like it or not, that person has influenced your, uh, your life in that way. So we could look at it and say, God, why is this happening? God, why is that happening? I mean, I have questions I want to ask God too. There are that big questions. Like, why did my mom die when I was six months old and stuff like that? But what I can say so far so far in my work is that we might feel we might feel that it's not important we might feel that um, it was a waste but it's not a waste because it, influ it affected you in one way or the other it affected the hearts of people in one way or the other and we can't say that this person died unfulfilled because God created a person Give them a certain amount of days they are to live and stuff they are to do in that time. Hearts they are to touch in that time. So that's what I believe, that no life is a waste. In one way or the other, every life is a message. 
Amen. So on that note, can we just please rise and pray? Um, I don't know if that answers your question, sir. Sorry? One more. Okay. Oh, a question. I just wanted to chip in to yeah. contribute. So very quickly, um, I think it's in the book of Psalms where it talks about, um, it acknowledges how God had made us beautifully and wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, okay. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. So uh, it's in the book of Psalms that God, um, no, I think it's a, um, David had mentioned um, how we are beautifully and wonderfully made, right? In Genesis, um, we would find where uh, God stepped back, looked at what he had made, and said, he acknowledged it was good. It was pleasant to the eyes. Um, I believe because God is very particular about the things that he creates, right? Um, that he creates them out of a place of um, love. Um, Demi Ladet said something in the morning service that God is in the ridiculous things. What that means is the things that we can't process, like that do not make sense. To him, it makes perfect sense because that was how he saw it from the beginning. That was how he, con- he that's, that's how he conceived it from the beginning, right? And just like he said, because it's perfect, it speaks to it speaks to a bigger picture what God had originally intended that you may not even know, right? So I just wanted to. Yes, amazing, amazing. Okay, one more because of time. Oh my gosh, going to pray. Um, so that scripture came to my mind and two other scriptures came to my mind and especially for um, my brother here one was yes we are fearfully and wonderfully made and then two was um, he has chosen the vain things of this world to confound the wise and then the third one was all things work together for our good amen amen can we please just stand up and pray we're gonna wrap up thank you for i apologize that we um stayed longer than expected or planned um and thank you for being patient can we just go ahead and pray in the holy ghost let's just pray in the holy ghost right now um that god would just speak to our hearts there are a lot of questions Uh, but we know without a doubt that God is perfect in all of his ways, that God is good, um, that he's a master at work. And as we see his work being created, you know, it shows how much um, creative ability we have. Uh, Can we just go ahead and if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, just ask, you know, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And if you can't, just say, God, um, I'm asking for you to open up my eyes to the amazing things that I'm capable of doing, uh, the amazing ideas that you've deposited in my heart, the amazing things, inventions, witty inventions. Can we go ahead and pray this evening? My fear is drowned in perfect love. I know that all things that you have created is good. My life is good. I have been created with detail. You know, my eyes have been created with detail. My my hands have been created with detail. I am tall for a reason. I am short for a reason. There is so much intentionality in your creation. 
And so this evening, I begin to function with that realization that I am a work of art. I am a masterpiece in the name of Jesus. Lerekos ashayabande sivereke telebedo. Maraman telebegede besusosovolabasha tele. Marietele banda kandeli gereba. Maradarado sondo voshie belebi akatalede. Eremene mentu susofoshi apata. Mamande rebe doso sovolabe repe tende ribaras. Arende keshe telebene into susofondia. Marapatale de bereroso. Marondu kolovoshia talabande rebe de bererosa. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we are also praying that there will be stirring up that spark to create. In the name of Jesus, perhaps you've had ideas for years and you've not gotten that nudge or that push to begin to begin to put those things to work. We are asking that this evening you get the required push to go. In the name of Jesus, you receive the required strength, the momentum needed to create in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you have songs that are unfinished. You receive grace to finish. So perhaps you have books that are yet to be finished. You receive grace to complete it and share it with the world. Uh, Perhaps you have a project, um, an app, for instance, that you have created, and you need the idea to finish it up or even to market it or to push it. Tonight you receive grace that makes strength available in the name of Jesus. And whatever it is you have in your heart that you're longing for, we are praying that God would grant you the desires of your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm finding for anyone who perhaps may have drifted, you know, from God and you're feeling like, oh God, I don't understand. I have so many questions and I need answers. You know, I like this song by my friend. It says, you you may not find all the answers to all your questions yet. But one thing you should know is that love is the reading of God's heartbeat. You may not find all the answers. I have questions and I've been a Christian for years. But the truth is, love is the reading of God's heartbeat. The fact that I know that God loves me recklessly is enough to get me going. And so perhaps you've drifted away. God is calling you back. God is saying, hey, I love you too much to let you go. I would leave the 99 for you. I would leave the 99 for you. And so we're praying for you tonight that you rekindle that fire, that pursuit of God, that passion to pursue him in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks for your word. We thank you for this amazing time in your presence. Uh, Blessed be your name. I thank you for grace. Thank you for your love. We may not find all the answers to all our questions yet, but we know that love is the rhythm of your heartbeat. Thank you, faithful Father. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.